This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, everyone. The Yonko table is back in session to jump straight in. A little bit late to the game, but we're here to talk about Peacemaker. That's right. We're doing a series recap, a series review of all eight episodes of the hit DC show. Um, interesting enough, I think it's the first DC extended universe live action show. So Warner Brothers seeing that uh, those dollar bills from Disney Plus and noticing, well, well damn, they they're making bank on their shows. We 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 got to start our own. And what better way to start off with Peacemaker? I, well, I I'm 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 jumping ahead of the game. Uh, but with us as well is fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop Grandmaster Peacemaker. Are you about it? Like what? What uh, that intro? I, I see you're a fan of, judging by your background. Uh, yeah, you know, Peacemaker was not on my list initially. I will say it won me over, and uh, and however it did, I'm not really sure how it accomplished such a feat. But it is such a unique watch that I'm glad I partook in it and would like to see what they have in the future specifically from james gunn i don't think you have a quality show uh like dc extended universe if it weren't for james gunn i don't think they would have you know hit it out the park so here to talk about it happy to talk about it and yes the intro i'll get into it but okay all right fair enough fair enough you know, we, we have a fellow supernova with us here as well, um, here to talk about Peacemaker. Get ready to spread that butter with Toasty. Let's uh, let's let's dive into it. I'm, I'm going to put this question out on the table. Were you guys sold on a Peacemaker show when it was initially announced? And before you give your answer, I will say James Gunn kind of tackled this uh, question on Twitter. And I love James Gunn. I love his work. He's usually hilarious and, and his stuff. But he responded to this question, and I felt like he was kind of straw manning it in a way. Like he wasn't really tackling the the. Okay, so 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 basically the question was, um, you know, uh, did initially when it was announced, the first reaction was, did people even ask for this, right? Did did people even ask for a Peacemaker show? No one asked for it. No one's excited about it all that stuff right and james gunn is aware of that initial reaction 
And um, and now that Peacemaker is over, he tackled that that reaction by saying, um, "Oh, no one asked for the Sopranos. No one asked for um, like he he went down the list of like shows or movies that kind of like broke the mold of what uh, Hollywood expected." And he basically answered it by saying, uh, "You know, if you do just what Hollywood wants or what the fans want from a, a property." You're never going to do anything unique, right? And I do agree with what he said, but I feel like he didn't really tackle what the actual reaction was. Because when you make a comparison like The Sopranos, Sopranos is not based off of any property beforehand, you know? It's just The Sopranos. It just, it just you know, shows up, you know? No one watched The Suicide Squad and immediately afterwards asked, oh my God, Peacemaker. Please make a show about Peacemaker. No one asked that. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair initial reaction having that, right? Like, I think, you know, if people made a tier list of shows that they wanted, maybe they would have wanted a, a Bloodsport um, show or Ratcatcher. You know, one of the more uh, characters that you got more attached to in The, the Suicide Squad. Um but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I just disagreed with James Gunn's comparisons in that. I just wanted to throw that out there. But now that I got that out of the way, were you guys sold on a Peacemaker show after watching the Suicide Squad? Because I think we, I think more or less, you guys were on the the Suicide Squad pod when we talked about it. Uh, so yeah, well, what did you guys think when it was announced? Uh, I guess I can go. Um, obviously, because I only like quality shows and movies. If I like something, it's obviously amazing. Throw back to the best movie of last year, Eternals. But moving on, um, no, I was not excited, really. Like, let's be real. It was Peacemaker. I didn't think he was a good character in the movie. I thought it was a pretty two-dimensional Wait, 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 wait. Back up. You thought he was, you thought he was not a good character in the movie? I didn't like his character. I thought he was the most boring out of the main cast of characters. Out of all of the main Suicide Squad, he's the last one I would have wanted a movie about. I would have preferred a movie about Polka, Polka Dot Man, for example, if he wasn't dead. I would have okay. assumed they made a movie about a show about him before they made it about Peacemaker. He had nothing about him that made it seem like, oh snap, this guy's going to be hilarious for eight episodes. Yes, he's hilarious for a couple scenes, but... I didn't expect it that big. You even made a point of it. We wanted Ratcatcher or whatever the girl's name with the rats was. Yeah. We probably wanted Hardy Quinn. Those were the major characters that we liked. And the movie, Peacemaker was just a background character out of all of those heroes. But somehow they hit it out of the ground. It was a really, really good show. I enjoyed it. Like I started watching it a little bit earlier than YouTube, from what I remember. And what got me was the opening music. The minute that music played, um, I was like, okay, this show is going to be hilarious. I don't know how funny it's going to stay. It's going to be hilarious. And of course, um, there's the black girl in there. Um, her name was Tasty. I'm not sure if you guys remember her real name. I don't remember. Her uh, Danielle name. Brooks. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. there we go. I know her as Tasty from Orange, Orange is the New Black. Yeah, there we go. I'm just going to call her Tasty. Um, I saw her, the funny character in the original show. So, I knew that she was gonna be good, also. Um, no, like, yeah, it's G. I haven't seen her in anything outside of Orange Is the New Black. Um, I'm sure she's great in all her other shows. 
I've seen Orange is the New Black. I love, <laughs> I know you just said the name, but I, I just keep defaulting to Tasty. That's just what I know her as. She's great. I thought, like, I think Peacemaker as a show, you know, initial reactions aside, after watching it, you know, it's great. The characters are great. I, Tasty being one of them. She's she's one of my favorite characters in the show. And she has no powers. She has hardly any combat experience. But she's a character. And she plays her role uh, great. Uh, but I, I guess going with uh, the Suicide Squad, if I was asking for a Peacemaker show, I wasn't. I, I think I was more excited that James Gunn was getting a chance to kind of progress the story that he laid out in the Suicide Squad and he just chose to do that through a Peacemaker show whether or not I, I'm going to care about if Peacemaker was going to be a good character or a good showman at the front for his own show that's where I was like uh, I probably would have went with someone else but I was at least somewhat excited that the story of this DC uh, universe was continuing through the eyes of James Gunn. Um, what about you, uh, Grandmaster? What did you? What was your reaction? Yeah, I, I. You know me. I watch a lot of superhero content, and I was like, "Man, I watch too much superhero content." So, uh, when Peacemaker was originally announced, I was like, "I don't care. I don't know why they're making this show," because they announced it before even Suicide Squad even dropped. They did. I think. Or maybe it was like, like literally right after. Suicide I think it was, Squad. yeah. I think it was sometime after they announced and it. And I was like, I don't have any time to breathe. Like I don't even know. And also, he's dead. He died at the movie, and then it was like, oh, he's alive. Some convoluted way, he's alive. Um, I will say this: uh, I enjoyed his character, John Cena's portrayal as Peacemaker in the Suicide Squad. He was pretty two dimensional, but. I think that was the point. I think they, I feel they always, James Gunn is weird and he's very much into the Suicide Squad. I think he knew there was a lot you could do with the character of Peacemaker in a series format, you know, a guy who's like, I'll kill any woman, men, children in the name of peace. And he's like, oh, I like, that sounds worth exploring. Uh, let's explore that. Uh, so... I, I guess I get why he did it. I wasn't sold right away. Uh, uh, yeah, as Tosi said, I don't think I started it. I know the first three episodes dropped, like, together. But I didn't start watching maybe until episode four had came out. Um, so I binged all of it. And, yeah, I was sold. I don't know. It's just, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, it was super funny. The opening was good. Uh, and Were it just you... felt that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, it just felt natural in the world of he made with the Suicide Squad. I think he did a really good job with the movie and this show kind of fit right in. I still didn't see the purpose as far as like why Peacemaker in the in the context of the story. Like right. why you need why you why do you want this guy to lead this mission? But uh I think the comedy for sure, like uh Danielle Brooks from Orange is New Black uh, as Adebayo. Put some respect on her name. Okay, I, I, I know her name. Adebayo. In the context of the show, I know her name. Adebayo. Adebayo. I do know her name. I forgot her name in the show also. I just kept calling her Tasty. <laughs> Adebayo. 
She was great. I think um, if you know uh, Die Beard John. Um, Die Beard. Yeah, where is he from? He looks familiar. If, if you ever watched New Girl, he plays like this homeless dude named Outside Dave. Just a really random character that appears throughout the series. Okay. But he also he also did the motion capture for um for King Shark, which was really cool. If you oh, didn't he know did. that, he did the oh, mocap wow. for King Shark uh, but, in the Suicide Squad. So he did the mocap, but he did it. It was Sylvester Stallone that did the right the voice. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Um, Okay. I don't know. Everybody just gelled well in the show. I thought everybody was funny, and it was just like it was that offset comedy where it's like a uh, Mern would be having a serious conversation about the mission, <laughs> and then someone would bring up some random stupid shit that would derail the whole thing. And I was like, "This is hilarious. This is so funny." And, and it didn't it, feel forced either. You know, it like, did not it, feel forced. If I genuinely felt that Mern was dealing with a bunch of idiots. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I yeah. felt for Mern. I felt bad. <laughs> yeah. Homie just wants to come in here, do the mission and get out. And you have, I mean, for me, what kept me staying after the first episode, because like we could have easily have done, you know, like pod episodes per episode of Peacemaker. Right. Um, I just, I don't. I was kind of enjoying it on my own time, uh, and seeing each episode, the comedy was consistent. I like there was there was not a single Peacemaker episode that I watched out of the eight that we got, where I'm sitting there thinking, "Oh man, just, this is a slow episode," you know, like, "Oh man, I, I I hope we can get past this." What a polar opposite from a recent show that we did cover, The Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> we had multiple slow episodes, but we're not here to talk about Book of Boba Fett. We're not here to talk about it. But as a fair comparison, you know, they're both shows that aired at the same time. Boba Fett had their finale last week. Peacemaker had their finale this week. Um, and I, I think it's a fair comparison. Both Book of Boba Fett had s slow episodes, you know, and despite us enjoying different parts of it, at least for me, Peacemaker, I enjoyed every single episode from beginning to end, there was not a single slow moment. And I think Supernova Romeo would agree with me because this is why he's here. Correct. I, I mean, that's that's my thought. He he watched a couple of episodes, but yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it never, it never slowed down. Like, I mean, I don't wanna, I mean, yes, Boba Fett is the most other recent show I've watched. Um, yeah, Peacemaker was excellently paced. Um, I was never, like oh man this episode is really slow it like if, if the comedy didn't move the episode even the action bits moved the episode and then we're still like character moments for right. the character there was still like a drama or i don't know if you would call it drama but like 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 how you describe it character moments characters had moments of growth and development and it, it didn't feel contrived it didn't feel forced i mean that's just me i don't know i I really like Peacemaker. I didn't think I was going to say that coming out, like, you know, watching it from beginning to end, which is a testament to James Gunn. He took a character no one really cared to have a show about. He made me care about the character. He made me care about the show. Um, it's, and I mean, honestly, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, I was going to say, that's a really good sign because if he can do this to what is considered the most boring character 
and the movie. Imagine if they started doing shows about the other characters in the movie, minus Hardy Quinn, because we have enough of Hardy Quinn. But Ratcatcher is not a hero I've ever heard about, or villain, or whatever anti-hero she is. I've never heard of that before in any type of comic or TV shows. And that was one of the fan favorite. So DC does have a little bit of magic, and they do that with their animated movies also. They know how to create a good TV show. First, it was animated. Now they have proven they can bring that animated magic into live action. Now the question is: Are these idiots going to learn their lesson and put this into a movie? Because if Peacemaker was a movie and it had come out with this type of comedy and story building, it would have been an excellent movie. But, but I, I think to win and see, yeah. I think that's a fair question to say because, like you know, DC obviously sees the the most highest rated uh dc properties in the extended universe right now and that is the suicide squad and peacemaker and what do they all have in common james gunn at the helm so the question now is do you just (laughs) do you just squeeze james gunn into making all of your movies because you know i think for mcu as a comparison because you should compare him uh the MCU yeah. doesn't have like a defining director that you look to and you're saying like, oh, he needs to, d- this person needs to do all the DC movies. Like we had them, I'm, I'm sorry, the, the MCU movies. We have some standouts, you know, like people, some people like, uh, I always butcher his name, Taika Waititi. They, they like him mm-hmm. doing the, the Thor movies. So like, okay, make him do the Thor movies. They're really good. Um, or the Russo brothers doing winter soldier civil war endgame and infinity war okay yeah have them keep doing that but dcu doesn't really have a defining i guess director or something there's patty jenkins with wonder woman but she only made one good movie and that was the first wonder <laughs> woman and that's the problem but uh um, zach snyder's done we're done with zach snyder we're not doing we're not dealing with him i think he's done too Snyder, yeah, yeah. Snyder is done, and it's it's it, it's over. So, with with now with the state that the DCU is in, like, do you guys think Warner Brothers is gonna just strong arm James Gunn and say keep keep yes. pumping him out, keep pumping, go? Yes, go, they need to give this man a promotion and have him handle the entire universe. You see it with the DC animated movie, and the reason I go back to those is because they're really good, and there's always one director attached to them. Is the Sam Leo guy? Sam, Sam Leo has done a good number. Right? Yeah, exactly. Wait, he what is he done? Charged. Sam Leo? He's practically he, he, all of the new Fifty Two movies. Yeah, the oh, new Fifty Two. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everything so, like, in the so last wait, he, almost he, ten years. Did he? So he was responsible for like those movies that we really liked, like with um uh the Owl Man. Uh, oh, you know oh, Damien. So, yeah, yeah, like the uh, um Justice League War. Okay, um, okay. Batman. okay. Batman. I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. I know what you're talking about then. Yeah. Okay. Like where it's like the, all of them are somewhat connected together, starting with Flashpoint Paradox. I mean, I don't think he did Flashpoint. I did he did. But regardless, my point is this man was in charge or involved in every single movie. Even the movie that he did not direct, they st- he, he still has some kind of involvement to it because it continued his story. And he followed up with the previous movie, even if he did not direct and it. And he's like supervising it in a way. Yeah. 
Exactly. They need to do that with gun. They need to, to give them promotion. Say, okay, you know what? You're the supervising director for all of these clowns that don't know how to do their job. That way, you can write the main plot of the story, and you can tell them, okay, overall, this is what I want. Do something with that, and let's move on. And I'm assuming that's what the MCU has done because there's no way else they can have some intricate plot like this where you have fifth different movies building up and colliding together until coming out good. DC hasn't done that. Every DC movie feels that the director is working by himself and they just throw in something on the side from the previous movie and say, oh yeah, this is in the same universe, but at the same time, it could also be a completely different universe. And that's where DC is failing. And I mean, we see it in every movie or show. Like, this is a comedy movie and now they're making that dark noir Batman movie. How is that going to fit in the in this peacemaker universe oh it, it, it doesn't i think they They're established not it's not this it's not is in the, the issue and this is the goddamn issue every movie is a different genre or a different director doing their own thing and it doesn't work how are you trying to build a multiverse, but you have a bunch of idiots in their own separate room writing their own stories thinking they're the main character when in reality they all suck <laughs> there um, we go I'm, I'm gonna say this um I don't want to squeeze James Gunn because, you know. You don't want oversaturation. You don't want oversaturation. And then it's going to get to the point where we just get kind of bored or we become so critical of their work saying, oh, this wasn't like the Suicide Squad. This wasn't like Guardians of the Galaxy. I think what you need, you need more creative directors like James Gunn who are willing to find characters random characters like peacemaker and make them a household name because i don't think i would have ever heard of peacemaker if it weren't for the suicide squad but you know everybody in dc is gung-ho like you said on making you know retreading the same steps let's do another batman movie oh yeah this one's gonna be totally different we gotta all tell right. the origin story all right he's gonna do more detective work this time so that's totally gonna be a better film um why scrape the bottom of the barrel and find some characters who have never had a moment in the sun and just put them on a pedestal and make it fun you just need more directors like james gunn willing to take that risk so I think you could put James Gunn in more of like a producer type of role, but I also don't want every DC film to be like Peacemaker though. Like a comedy, like a yeah, a comedy, yeah, a comedy, comedy action yeah. mix. Okay. I like that you have this film in this universe to where uh, it sets itself apart, but it's still connected overall. Like, I don't think this type of film would work well, uh, for example, Aquaman. Aquaman was a really good film, in my opinion. But some of the comedy did not stick in Aquaman for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it didn't. Right. Landed flat. Right. right. But I do like the fact that Aquaman didn't just kind of stick to the comedy bit. They knew what they wanted to tell, the story they wanted to tell. Um, they knew they were going to throw in comedy, but they knew it wasn't going to be the crux of the film. Unlike, say, The Suicide Squad. Um, you just need a balance, I feel. You need a film like Suicide Squad. You need a show like Peacemaker. But you need to counter it and balance it with Aquaman, uh, Shazam, that had a good balance between action and comedy. Wonder Woman, I guess, with a balance of 
women empowerment, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. The first one was execution. good. Don't don't mix one, it up no, with right, right, the right. second. The, it's the execution is the problem in the second oh my one. God. Uh, but that's the that's my other issue too, is that do we always have to be so interconnected? I like the fact that Peacemaker just makes subtle references to the overall universe. You know, he's like, right. Batman's a fucking idiot. How come he just beats up those guys and put them back in prison so they can come out and just start killing again? He's a fucking clown. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Batman's Wait, real see? stupid. Do you uh, have a quartery of villains? This is what <laughs> is, I was saying. Is that the word? Like, I don't know if I use that right. Quartery? Quartery? A rogues gallery. There we a go. rogues gallery. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, but this was going to say, um, not every movie needs to be a comedy, though. Let's think of the MCU universe. Uh, Guardian of the Galaxy is a comedy. There's music blasting. It might as well be an AMV. But the story is written in a way where it still fits in the overall Avengers stories. When this character appears in others, uh, in other characters' movies, they fit in well. That's because the universe is well built. And that's the issue with the DC. Peacemaker, Suicide Squad can be the funny part of, I guess, the DC universe. But when they go into other characters, like, I guess, movies, they also need to fit in. I don't see Peacemaker fitting in with the new Batman movie, like I mentioned earlier. But we also saw how well Aquaman and The Flash fit in at the end of Peacemaker. Those characters were more funny in that five-second clip than the entire Justice League three-hour movie. <laughs> yes, and agreed. That, and like where, again, two different type of movie. Aquaman is a serious movie, but they still fit in well with Peacemaker. And that's what they need to do. He, and not everything needs to be a comedy. They just need to have consistent lore, consistent world building, peacemaker, making fun of Batman, Aquaman. That's something that's believable. But obviously, like, if they were that's, to turn yeah. the Robert Pattinson Batman in that movie, I was going to say no. Like, But that's the <laughs> thing. Robert that. Pattinson's movie is it's completely by thing. itself. They, right. they even made they even made a point to say, like, uh, I, this is like maybe like a year ago at this point where they said, Robert Pattinson's The Batman takes place on Earth 1B6, whatever, you know, the typical multiverse DC Earth numbers. Basically saying, I don't this is not the this. same one. This is not the same DCEU movie. This is so stupid. Why are they making a Batman movie that's not going to add anything what they want to do with the multiverse, at least with DC? This is not adding anything. This is a one and done movie. If it's good, Money, yeah, but if it's good, we can't go any further with it. If it's bad, oh well. If, but it's, if it's good, good I mean, they, they could, they could probably make, they probably want I, like something of like a a Chris Nolan scenario where like if it's good, where they have multiple, just, yeah, you just make a sequel but based see, on this I, universe of Batman. Just that. But that's the thing. I would hate to have two different DC universe content running at the same time especially to me like i'm not that big of a dc marvel fan until the last couple of years i'm still trying to wrap my head around those characters lores and why everything's always changing and it's goddamn aggravating every time i turn around superman has a different power oh no this superman can turn around and fly around the planet and reverse time why didn't he do this in the movie oh no that's a new superman that's a goddamn mess i'm tired of it and if I am a fan of like comics and stuff like that. You're going too far back, man. You're going dude, too far back. Dude, but that's the point. Like, I mean, and we see it You're with the comics. You're talking about Superman from like 1940s, 1930s. I don't. No, I don't. That was obviously 70s, an over-exaggeration. But, no but y'all understand my point. Like, 
to a casual person watching those movies, the reason the Avengers are so good is because they build lore to the point where the average viewer can somewhat follow it up. Even though not everyone is going to be a fan and watch every movie like we have, they can make reference. They'll say, oh, this was the Superman or this was the uh, Captain America from this movie. He appears in this movie also. This consistent. I'm a, the DC hasn't done that. I'm going to say this to your point. Batman is a cash cow. So anytime some he's, he's, he's the Spider-Man. He's the Spider-Man of Right, DC. right. Anytime some crazy visionary director says, Hey, I got a vision for a really good Batman story. I don't want to connect it to your DC extended universe. And they're gonna it's say yes. Really of good. They're gonna always say yes, right. They're mm. always gonna say yes because Batman is a guaranteed cash grab. So, but I get what you're saying because we live in a world where in movie cinema universe building is like priority number one and everybody's looking to yeah. make their own universe dc and warner brothers is doing is basically playing if you want to draw a comparison they are marvel studios and sony all in wonder one oh yeah you know? they kinda they're, they're, they're yeah. trying to they're trying to play both fields you know they're like we have independent projects and then we have our uh uh extended universe where you know marvel and sony are over here like oh marvel's like yeah we have this very established multi-billion dollar universe and sony's like yeah yeah yeah, we're gonna lend you our spider-man character but we're also gonna keep trying to make aunt may a film craven and morbius and hey, hey y'all don't they, they, no one's gonna want to really watch that that's really confusing Venom we're gonna 30. do our thing kevin feige we're gonna do our thing kevin feige and they just say it, that's the thing that's the thing you do you, you're trying to do two different things and it's like if you don't put all your efforts into one one of them's gonna suffer the dc extended universe the interconnectivity is really suffering i mean this flashpoint movie is yeah. supposed to be a reset oh uh, man which is, i i can't wait to see what they're what, gonna do what a surprise that. another goddamn reset from but DC. It, it hasn't even been 10 years that's the crazy exactly. part it's been, like, how, wait how, how old is man of steel man 20, of steel is 2013 13 2013. okay so it's years, almost 10, 10 years almost look what marvel did in 10 years they said we're not resetting we're gonna keep going Exactly. Uh, they going. just keep. They're already on phase what four already. Phase these guys are four. four. And I don't even think DC does phases because phase it, it never built up to something. There's no phase in DC. It's just like this is the next guy in the universe. So let's just see what he's. The, this is Black yeah. Adam. You, you guys want a Black Adam, right? You want a Black Adam movie? Yeah. Let's see I what mean, he's doing. Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but yes, when you are trying to build an established universe which Black Adam is going to be a part of, you're over here waiting for that, oh, this is how it connects. This is how it connects. And it's like jarring when they don't do it or they don't do it well. So when you have a show like Peacemaker who just throws in Flash and Aquaman in the final scene, that's all I needed. I was like, this is hilarious. They established that they're they, here. They fit really well. Right, and then no. Peacemaker's over here like, where the fuck were y'all? You know, uh, <laughs> it's over. You fuck fit. <laughs> That's a rumor. <laughs> it's bad. not. It's not a rumor. <laughs> what? That was hilarious. Like I believe. That is, I, I believe that. 
this is what I'm saying. Like, you see, this short clip made it more fun. So even characters that are serious in their own movie could be funny when they go to other movies. But oh, whatever. These what, you know, whoever those DC writers are, they're obviously a bunch of clowns. Because if Cartman from the South Park could build his own multiverse with coons and friends, like I don't understand how these guys can not grab a board and just write down, okay, we want to do this movie, this movie, this movie, this TV show. Just follow a goddamn guideline. It's writing an essay. If a third grader can do it, Matt. people that have major and masters in English should be able to write a goddamn template on how to build a multiverse. Matt it makes Stone no and, sense. Matt Stone and Trey Parker really went all in on the the Coon and Friends. Uh, exactly. They, if they making... could do it, why can't they do it? Why do I need to see goddamn Marta clutching her pearls again while walking down a dark alley, even though you're a goddamn billionaire living in the most dangerous city in your universe? Like, what kind of logic is this? actually my better question they should have a better thing why wasn't alfred there to pick them up there we go that would be a more interesting movie going back to the justice league tie-in um yeah i think not a lot of people talk about this they specifically had the entire forecast of 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 the justice league members there no they chose to cover cyborg oh no i just meant the four that were there the four that were no. there. So you're right. There's five members of the Justice League in the DCEU. I think it's really interesting that they shrouded only four of them. So two were not present. The four that were there, they were shrouded in darkness. They didn't show the face of certain ones, but they only showed the face of Aquaman and The Flash. I think that's that's very telling for what DC is tro- like both in terms of monetary purposes and in terms of we don't know what the hell we're doing with these people so so for example we are getting an aquaman too we know this dc knows this so they have jason momoa there saying the fish joke they're like hey uh, yeah i'm here i'm still aquaman ezra miller is getting his flashpoint movie in this year they have him there saying that's not a rumor that, 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 that that's actually true um so they have <laughs> the that banter. Two are up in the air they're, they're up in the air so so they have that banter the other two there were superman and wonder woman two characters that had no dialogue and you could not see their face for wonder woman i think it's a mix of it's gal gadot and gal gadot is a very uh, high profile actress now in hollywood with all these movies peacemaker budget wasn't that high they couldn't get gal gadot in also dc doesn't know what they're doing with wonder woman in the present timeline we've only gotten prequels in the 40s and the 1980s but there's no aside from snyderverse we have not seen a wonder woman post um uh what was the guy's name uh, Bat- justice league i was thinking of the villain uh oh, i was gonna say wolfenstein <laughs> steppenwolf 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 Post Steppenwolf, post uh, Dark Side, we have not seen anything in, ter- in terms of like what Wonder Woman's doing right now, right? So that's the that's the weird stuff with Wonder Woman. With Superman, Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill's a geek. He would he would one hundred percent come back to do uh like a, a brief cameo or dialogue thing for Superman, but DC doesn't know what they want to do with Superman right now. There are talks about them making a black solo Superman movie in the works. They don't want to bring in Henry Cavill and basically confirm 
That's right. Henry Cavill is still Superman. He's still going to be the Superman for the foreseeable but future. Let me pause right now. Even if they do make a black Superman, it still won't be the same Superman that's in the same universe as the current Superman. So it shouldn't matter, right? Because that's but a different it, universe, Superman. It, it, it's just something where, because Henry Cavill has alluded to the fact that after Josh Whedon's Justice League, he has hinted that that was going to be his last portrayal as Superman. He never went to specifics as to like why or in what context, but he's hinted at it. So, and, and, and since then, we haven't seen him, aside from Snyderverse uh, film for Justice League, we haven't seen him in any context as uh, portraying Superman. So again, just going into this scene, uh, Henry Cavill, not a Superman, Gal Gadot, too high profile, not as Wonder Woman. And then the two oddballs, uh, of course, Batfleck, too high. Well, that one's also too high profile, Ben Affleck. But he's also out too. But he's, he's also out. There's that as well. He's also out. And Actually. then we have Cyborg, Ray Fisher. We all know the internal controversy. He's out. Okay, so I actually read up on that this scene, right? Right. And Oh, right now? Um, no, 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 I read a, I read oh, okay, up on okay. it actually this morning. Um, James Gunn, uh, Ezra Miller loves James Gunn. So, um, and I think Ezra Miller is going to have a cameo in Guardians. They said they shot his scene in- Wait, Are you uh, serious? Right, 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 right. This is, this is crazy. No. If I, if I read this correctly, Ezra Miller is going to have a cameo in Guardians 3. And they filmed him in the Flash suit while filming his cameo in Guardians 3, if I read that correctly. Jason Momoa also loves uh, Suicide Squad and James Gunn. So James Gunn called him up, and that's how he got those two. But you're absolutely right about the other ones. But Cyborg was interesting because he said that Cyborg, story-wise, wouldn't make sense for him to appear, which is... Who James Gunn? James Gunn. James. Oh, okay. Okay. James Gunn, which is interesting because we haven't heard anything from Ray Fisher, uh, except for you know his you know uh, taking down of Joss Whedon and whatnot. But um, originally he was supposed to have a bigger role in the Flashpoint movie, which I think got axed. After you know a bunch of he actually meddling. was yeah he was supposed actually, to have one. The Flashpoint paradox, man. They might just like you guys mentioned. They might just use that then to give us the Black Superman or a new Wonder Woman and a new Cyborg and a new Batman. Oh so, no no they they would not give us for Wonder Woman. They're gonna keep Gal Gadot, but they're so? gonna hire her for those big projects. I'm talking about for just the the yeah. concept of Peacemaker. They didn't want to pay that I mean, money yeah, that makes sense, but I and guess that's a way for them to reset Cyborg. They can give us a brand new Cyborg and just throw away Ray Fisher. And I mean, they don't even have to show him in the movie. He just has to call him, oh yeah, I lost my Cyborg, but here's a new Cyborg. And they don't have to pay him anything because they don't use his image. They they could. They could or they can just well film from that. like, they can have like a standing actor film from the back and there you have a new character. Or they could introduce us to like brand new characters as well um, that we've never heard of. I mean, this show alone, no. Peacemaker, like we got Judo Master, we got Vigilante. We did Vigilante. I mean, I, I I think they're trying to build him up as like the Deadpool 
of of this universe. <laughs> yeah. He literally, he is, he is, he's literally Deadpool of for now the DCEU, and he just he fits perfectly. Homie's obsessed with uh, Peacemaker, BFFs all around, and uh, what a great character too. I really enjoy watching Vigilante. Um, yeah. Just yes. again, that's that off-brand comedy. He's so freaking weird. He's like, uh, I cannot walk without my pinky toe. It is a proven fact. You need your pinky toe. And then everyone's over here telling, him, no, you don't need your pinky toe. And he's just, oh, I could I should have wrote down half the jokes he said. He was really funny. He was really funny. He, yeah, was. he was. No, he 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 definitely had good moments. Uh even in the action scenes, you know, this could have been a show where the comedy was great. And that's where it ends, you know. And the, the fight the was garbage, yeah. And the fights were garbage. I thought all the fights were really good. Um, no, they were all spectacular. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like everything as like going as far as like their fight with the butterflies or their fights with Judo Master. I, I think everyone got a chance to fight Judo Master in some way. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Peacemaker fought Peacemaker fought Judo Master. Uh, Die Beard <laughs> fought Judo Master. Got destroyed. Uh, got destroyed. Amelia fought Judo Master. She held her own pretty well. I thought, I thought she was yeah. good. Uh, did Mern? Mern? Mern did a fight. I don't think we saw no. Mern fight, but I think Adbio, well, she ended up shooting Judo Master. She ended up shooting uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually, talking was... about Die Beard. I have to say the funniest part for me in the last episode when when he tried to run and cross. Oh I guess, my that god! Leg that was his. That was and his broke his goddamn leg. Ah! Like I lost it. I, I lost it, man. Like you, I was like, know, dude. That I oh I enjoyed god. that scene a lot. I thought you were gonna say when he was in that same like episode when he's uh, walking away from putting the helmet in the in the uh the barn and he's walking yeah. away and then <laughs> you have i know the actor i just I, I like he's not too well known in like most movies but like uh basically the second in command or whoever oh, the, cop? Uh, the, the cop, cop. Yeah, the cop yeah oh um, um from white chicks and if you ever watch riverdale scary movie yeah, yeah that's from what it the was. Scary white movie yeah. one and two yeah um that guy he um he basically stops Die Beard and he's like, uh, what's that you're doing with your oh, no, why does your human have his beard colored different way? And it just goes back to all the ties and oh, character moments. That's funny. what I'm talking about. But it was That's like so this mean. one, like everyone had care, like you know, usually there was like a shift, uh, where like like comedy, right? Comedy, comedy, comedy. And then character moment, serious, be serious. This is like, you know, something slow, a little bit to get growth and whatever. And it's all good. I loved all of that. With, 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 er, what's his name? Ergonomos? Ergo? Uh, er, er, uh, I just call him John or Diver. Diver. Uh, economist, economist. Economist, economist. Economist, yeah. he had a character moment, but it was still mixed with so much comedy because it's going back to all the times he was made fun of. And he was like, you know, I thought uh, it makes me look younger and more attractive. But the more I, I realized, I realized my friends always pointed it out and I never listened to <laughs> it was hilarious. I thought it was I, I thought that character moment was among the best, like top three, top three. Yes, because you didn't see the yeah. 
ever coming back to this like you were like he apologized peacemaker apologized to him and started being nicer to him and then bam we are given the big backstory tragic (laughs) reveal of why he colors his beard and it was so good too because you're like looking at that's what it makes was, it so funny. You mentioned yes. it comes out of nowhere. Like, it's just boom. And that's why the like, leg breaking was hilarious. I thought he was going to do something. And he threw it around and said, yo, what the fuck? Why, why are these <laughs> aliens asking about yeah. his beard? Why? It makes yeah. no sense. Tree. Why are they, of all the humans that are there, he's specifically going in on Die Beard and just asking him all these weird-ass questions. I I thought it was hilarious. It was it was so good. Um but uh the since we mentioned it the the butterflies right that was Mm. part of the appeal with the show wondering like what the butterflies were there for who was a butterfly you know because in the beginning you thought like everyone in the squad was against the butterflies or hunting them down before you knew it you realized one of their own is a butterfly Mern is a butterfly but he's one of the good ones which Oh my gosh, I was really scared for Adebayo when she when he started chasing oh, her and then I, they yeah. cut it. And then, yeah, it was the next episode that revealed that, yeah. oh, he's a good butterfly. Because I really liked Myrn as a character, too. I liked uh, him, know. yeah. I didn't want him to be right. a villain because then if he's a villain, then he's going to die at some point, which he still did. He ended up dying. He still anyway. did. But his, yeah. you know, his reasoning for taking over the body of Myrn and you know him grappling the fact that Mern was a bad dude, but here he is trying to be a good person using this bad dude's body. It was a very layered performance. Uh, it was. I really enjoy. That. And again, Mern was funny to watch too. He's just so easily frustrated because, like you said earlier, he's working with a bunch of idiots. Yeah, he was my, tired of their shit. Every my, couple seconds, he's trying to lead a mission, and they're having a discussion about anything but the mission do you remember the berenstein bears debate yes yes oh my god that was the funniest thing i thought that was the funniest one and as soon as they as soon as they mentioned it i knew exactly the direction they were going in they're like bear oh i already know i already yes they're like out of bio's like it's berenstein bears and then they're like all harp oh economists is like I read those fucking books when I was a child. I'm pretty sure it's Berenstein. And then Myrna's like, will you both shut the fuck up and focus? And he's like, it's Berenstein. It's the delivery of Myrna. God, I want to see that actor in more, in more Listen, content. He, he's going to be yeah. in um, Guardians 3. He is. Oh. Yeah, yes. Um, the, undisclosed the actor, role. The actor. The actor's going to be. Oh, yeah, the Chuck actor. Wudi, okay, okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, Chuck Woody okay. Iwuji is going to be in Guardians 3. Uh, oh, they that's didn't fantastic. Play. They Do haven't you know? revealed his role, uh, but okay. it comes out next year. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, I'm happy to see him again. He's He okay. was fantastic as Mern. Uh, Did he play shame. any previous movies or shows that we know about or no? Uh, he was in John Wick, too. I'm looking at his thing right now. Um, oh, okay. Man. Dr. Chase, you watch those movies. You should have known. Dude, I haven't seen John Wick 2 in like. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how big it came out. Role it was. But, uh, but um, he's a good actor. Like, I was disappointed that they killed him. But um, my biggest question is nobody has mentioned it before. Goof, I think, was the final butterfly to be alive. What happened with them? Goff, you mean? Goff. <laughs> Not. 
<laughs> no, not. What are you, Pete, calling uh, Goofy by his nickname? Hey, Goof. You got to take care of your son, Max, Goof. Got to put him under your thumb. Anyways. Um, what a really good Pete. Very good. Very good Pete. I, I could do better. Um, but Next Yeah, time. yeah. Goff was the final um, one, right? Yeah. Goff was the final yeah. one. I felt like it was kind of weird at the end with how they handled him because, you know, Goff and his butterfly army is portrayed as the villains, right? They're killing people. They're taking over their bodies. They want to take over um, the earth so that they can subjugate them to their uh, bug moth butterfly rule. Um, oops. Uh, but I thought it was kind of weird how Goff tries befriending Peacemaker and then even at the end, when uh, all is said and done, he Goff comes back to live with Peacemaker and chill out with him. Like Peacemaker ruined his plans. Like he he ruined everything that he was trying to do, and now they're just chill. I thought Goff was coming back to try and kill him or try and take over his body. You're talking about right with the um where the right before they killed the cow. Right, that moment where like uh you know yeah, Goff. Uh, Goff is yeah. Reveals the like, oh, our planet died. We want to take over so y'all don't do the same to your planet and we can live all peacefully. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, um, well, you saw Peacemaker for, I don't know why he kept Goff. That was, I, I was like questioning that from the beginning. I was questioning why Goff was even of the mindset to be friendly with Peacemaker, you know? Like, well, I mean, the only thing I could see is that, you know, Goff wanted to live. So Goff was going to make friends with Peacemaker. But Peacemaker was making friends, too. Peacemaker was feeding that honey. Uh, oh, okay, the honey, yeah. To Goff. And, um, I mean, I guess that's just, you know, Peacemaker's development as a character. He was like, he didn't see the need to kill Goff being locked up in the jar. It was like, you know, the peace was being kept. Uh and then, right. you know, Goff tries to appeal to Peacemaker's vow about, you know, willing to kill any man, woman, or ch child in the name of peace, which is a um, a character development, again, for Peacemaker, because now he realizes how kind of twisted that vow was, because this whole time, he blamed himself for his brother's death, when it was, you know, just right. an accident. And also, I mean, we haven't talked about him either, his Ooh. motherfucking racist father his dad you know? oh man the white dragon the white dragon right <laughs> that um he was i i've seen the actor before i don't know his name off the top of my head um, um oh gosh uh i want to say robert robert patrick yeah robert um, patrick he's the the t1000 or whatever from terminator 2 Oh that's my like god, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's just super oh old. Oh my now. god, my mind is blown. Holy yes. crap. Yeah. Cuz he was so young back. Oh man, that's yes. crazy. Yes. That mm -hmm. is crazy. I'm I'm going to sit on that for a good minute. <laughs> yeah, no, he's oh. very good at playing a villain. <laughs> I think he usually gets typecasted as a villain. Yeah, um, and and the thing is is like, you know, he he was he was a um, a piece of shit dad. He was terrible. He's a racist. He's a Nazi. All that stuff. But in moments where he comes in walking as a villain, he looks badass. Like he looks oh, yeah. like a threat. I I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's this dude that's like in his what his uh, like 
I guess in this 60s. context, 60s, 70s. That's yeah. great. That's fantastic. I mm -hmm. I was shocked by that. Um, but the white dragon, yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, I just when they when they brought him to the jail and all of them fired to him, I was like, oh shit. We already okay. know. So we already not, know. Yeah, right. He wasn't just a villain. I was like, all right, he's got this cult going on. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely a piece of shit, dude. Uh, like making he was making all the racist comments to the cop uh, earlier on. He's like, oh, I think he said something like Jackie Chan or Jackie Chan, uh, Ching Ching song. Like he he was going right. down the 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 laundry list of like the old school like racist stuff like you would say as like a kid like back in yes. the back in his time like I, it was i just it obviously it's terrible stuff but it was hilarious in the context of how much he just wanted to be a racist like he had no yes. filter and no self-control over absolutely yeah none. over anyone none. like i can imagine if he ever saw out bio like he was probably gonna say terrible stuff he was gonna be a right. like, oh man, guy. Guy needed to be put down. He needed to be put down. I can't wait. That name character. Can we confirm if he's dead or not? Because technically speaking, he's he was shot in the head. Also, but... he was shot in the head. Oh yeah, I, I, I mean, I took it as is... him being dead. He's dead. The and stuff where we, we know see what him like power is then. What's Peacemaker's power? He doesn't have a power. Yeah, because he keeps coming back to life every time he's down. So, no, 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 no. Like he, he's not. Like... Wait, when you say he, you mean uh, the white dragon? Peacemaker, like... and that's near... no. I'm assuming, like, I'm assuming that Peacemaker got his power from the dad. So I just assume that the dad will also eventually be back. Just getting you shot in the head doesn't mean anything, you know? Oh, uh, oh no. Um, I think he's dead. He's he's dead. Peacemaker doesn't have any powers from from what. I understand of what's been established with his character here. He just, he's just really buff, you know, like a Batman. And he has a suit that gives him certain abilities. Like he has the gun, he has the helmet, he has Eagly. We haven't talked about Eagly. Um, Eagly, we gotta talk about Eagly. But this man uh, needs to have some power to be using the human torpedo helmet. So, I mean, you just need a strong physique. <laughs> Activate human torpedo, and you can you can handle it. No, I think you'd be um, any kind of physique. That was the point. Like, oh yeah, because he, he, yeah, he even said like, "Oh man, don't don't use that. That's that's so, the one. A prototype. It's not the best." Uh, but um, yeah, the whole thing with like seeing his dad. That's just kind of like uh, what, what would you call it? Like like a, a a metaphor or something. Like you know, the the dad is still ingrained in his mind because the dad yes. inflicted trauma, emotional trauma on him. So even though. And now he just killed his dad. So there goes some more trauma for there you. Goes to, and more chances to see uh, Patrick. It was Robert it Patrick? Patrick. Robert Patrick. Chances to see Robert Patrick again in, in uh, you know, potential sequel, which we got greenlit for a season two. A season two, right. And uh, so we can see more Robert Patrick, which is great. He's going to be a terrible person, even in Peacemaker's mind. Um. And yeah, we're we're getting a season two. But what did you think of Eagly? Because I was kind of put off by Eagly in the beginning, just because he was a CG bird, and I was like, oh, "What? I man. think he was a puppet. Was he not a puppet? The majority there of were, the time, there were puppet instances. Maybe there were puppet instances. I just know initially when we first saw him, 
he just came off as like a CG model, like like uh-huh. you know in the in the garage, and then um you know uh, uh Peacemaker gives him a hug in, in the first episode. I thought it was um just a CG thing. Maybe going back, I might see some of the puppet stuff, but I think it was mostly CG. And I was like, um, I don't know how I feel about this. He he grew on me. I, mean, I like Eagly. Don't right, hate me. I don't like Eagly. <laughs> It's just just really random. He's a freaking bald eagle. And it's like, I guess it makes sense that this dude Peacemaker has a pet bald eagle that actually listens to him. Which is crazy. Uh, Most of the time. Right. And uh, I mean, Ingley didn't really do much other than kind of just being there. Uh, Like, it's not like he fucked. He dropped the helmet right in the finale. His one big chance to do something really useful. He well, he was helping in the others, like in the previous episodes, like when they were oh, trying yeah, to run away. Oh, yeah, he attacked some people. Yeah, he was you're right. gouging eyes out. Um, yes, like okay, he was going in. Fair, that's fair, that's fair. But oh, in yeah, terms of I like, like a, a a main like pivotal piece of the puzzle to like get something done, he he fumbles and right know, w- w- with I, the I, helmet. Typical James Gunn nature, having this random CGI character that. You didn't have much character and has a lot of character. Um, it's just weird. See, it's a weird show and it works though. It, it works. Work. <laughs> Any other show, live action show where someone has a pet eagle probably would be in worse hands. So it probably would. I mean, they even make fun of it in show. They're like, wow, you actually have a pet eagle and you named him Eagly. If you had a dog, <laughs> are you going to name him Doggy? <laughs> It's just weird. It's hilarious. Yeah, vigilante. You're like, oh yeah, Peacemaker's my best friend. It's like, yeah, but Eagly's actually my number one best friend. And then Vigilante's like a close fourth. And then at the end, he's like out of bios. He's like, don't tell Vigilante, but you're actually my BFF. <laughs> uh, after Eagly. Right after Eagly. It, it works. If it works, it works. I'm I'm here for all the characters. Amelia hardcore she's great you know she was good um, she was good she yeah. was good she was good um are those all the characters i think it is i mean as far as the well you know we didn't mention uh you know uh out of bio well her she has her wife but her mother, oh out of bio amanda waller amanda yeah. waller and we got two little good scenes with viola davis just kind of like uh, well, through the mission, and then, you know, yeah. at the end, she's like, what, the end, the f- yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> which is which is interesting because going back to what Tosi was saying, you know, how they connect this at all to the the extended universe, that's a yeah. very interesting plot thread because, you know, Amanda Waller's whole shtick is secrecy, you know, behind enemy lines, covert ops. I stab you in the back if I need to. Amanda Waller stuff that we all know. But now her dirty laundry, her daughter out of bio, put all that to the public sphere. I think that's really interesting how they're going to handle Amanda Waller moving forward. Is she oh, going right. to yes. keep her position? Is she going to keep doing the suit? Because it's assumed the other Suicide Squad members are still doing their own missions, right? And they still have yeah. a chip in their head because Peacemaker still-, still had his. Right, right. Which is interesting because I I think it shows development for the characters where they did establish Peacemaker still had the chip in his head, but they never 
aside from episode one where they acknowledge, yes, you still have a chip in your head, they never use that as like a threat or yeah. something to be like, you better stay in line or we're gonna boom. You know, they they're not Amanda Waller. And Amanda Waller would do that. <laughs> and they made it a point uh throughout the series to kind of be like, they don't like Amanda Waller. It's she's yeah. very unlikable, as shown in the Suicide Squad film. They, and then, you know, they this job was given to them as a punishment, you know, to be working with Peacemaker on the Butterfly project. So right. nobody likes Amanda Waller. But now, yes, if you want to move forward with another Suicide Squad film, you're probably going to, or even season two of this, you're going to find Amanda Waller in a weird position where she, you know, is probably going to try to, you know, clear the air of all her dirty laundry. Or she's going to, you know, kind of take kind of a point of like revenge or uh, type of I'm still on top here. Y'all work for me uh, and type of stuff, you know, because I I can't imagine she'll go uh, quietly. I imagine oh, she's no. calculated, you know, if she got yeah. Lex Luthor in her back pocket, that'd be nice to see some kind of connectivity right there. Who else is she linked to? Maybe she's linked to Rachel Gould. Who knows, you know? Oh, Amanda Waller is like, she's genius level. Remember, like, Batman acknowledges no, she her is. genius she level. Is. Right. So it's like, get Amanda Waller playing chess with somebody in the next season with Peacemaker and friends as pawns. That'd be Ooh. nice to see. Right. That would be. I mean, we are getting a season two. That's confirmed. Um, and... James Gunn, well, I, I don't think it was James Gunn, but I think a lot of people made it a point, and I agree with it. This show could have ended here, and I would have been fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. it, it, it wrapped up. It wrapped up everything I wanted. You know, the crew feel like a family now. And if we see them again in another DC property, awesome. That would be great. Hopefully be, we do. Right. Um, And it could have ended here, but they're going to make a season two. And I think season two is really going to show if they're just going to do the same shtick like they did here, which worked, it worked in the, in season one, but like now that we're getting a second helping of it, are we going to be exhausted with it? Are, are, are we going to be tired of like, you know, okay, so we're doing the same thing again. Vigilante and Peacemaker have their shtick. Uh, Adebayo is trying to make sense of everything. She's like, you know, the smartest person in the group, aside from Amelia. Die beard, still with the die beard doing his die beard stuff you know what i mean like like season two season one was so good i i cannot imagine a scenario where season two is as good if not better than season one Agreed. maybe it can be maybe it can but it, that's gonna be very difficult in my opinion let's see i feel like no i feel like it's even if it's it's probably gonna be as funny as the first season it, it is gonna be as good i mean the first eight episodes you guys mentioned it None of us got bored watching eight episodes. So if we had like three or four more episodes, you would have not gotten bored of the show yet. So I like to believe that season two, even if they do continue the same formula, as long as they have this, the good comedy, we're still going to think it's a good season. That's the main thing that matters. At the end of the day, it was not the butterfly that made the show. It was the team chemistry. The butterfly was secondary to the show. All the favorite moment oh, yeah, was when was. the cast, the main cast was interacting with each other. And as long as we get more of that, the show is still going to be good, regardless of who the villain is. I mean, but I, yeah. I, I think I, I do agree with that. 
Um, I think part of it is because this could have ended here, uh, which they've acknowledged that Peacemaker could have just ended with season one. You kind of have all the interesting character moments that needed to be resolved conclude in this season. So like uh, Tasty or Tasty, Adebayo coming to terms with, you know, not being, uh, not wanting to be on a mission like this, feeling, feeling that she doesn't fit into this type of work to ultimately concluding at the end, I am fit for this work. I'm not going to betray my friends. Uh, and these people are my friends. You know, I, I'm not going to think like my mother. All those, and, and, and that's just one layer of the onion, right? That's just one layer of <laughs> of, of oh Adebayo God. coming to terms with herself and, and learning about herself, even with her wife as well. Um, but all that gets resolved, you know, by the end. And it's those character moments where I'm wondering, like, they need to establish new development for a season two and i hope it's stuff that maybe i'm just not seeing that's been that, that's not been resolved yet um that they just tackle in a season two because right now it's all the important stuff was resolved you know peacemaker and amelia are supposedly getting uh feelings for each other maybe which is <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> um the stuff with die beer i mean you guys saw the season. You guys know the the, the character moments. Um, but that's what I'm hoping with season two. I, the character moments sold me. I don't know what else they could do with the characters because most of their problems were resolved. Add but... new characters. Add, 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 a, add, yeah, characters. add a random character that none of us know or a random obscure character from the comic and just put him in and it's going to start all over again. They could do That's it. That's true. They could. They could do they, that easily. I, I mean, I I was thinking. I thought the whole time Judo Master was gonna join the crew. Yeah, Judo. Uh, yeah, he's because like in the intro, right? Like right, uh, right, right. Snickers holding him up. I'm like, okay, so he's gonna be a uh, a big role, and he never really was. He just shows up at the end and is crying. Yeah, season two. There we go. Season two. Yeah, I would like to see him come back and be more integrated. But yeah, just another character. It, it is a show with heart that is masked in ridiculousness. Keep the ridiculousness going and have the heart underneath it all. And you, you'll you be fine with this season two. Um, uh, I don't know what threat they're going to face, but uh, I think right. it should be fallout from, you know, the Amanda from Waller. From season one. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then uh, build from there. You can, that's your building point. That's your starting point. Build from there and... I feel it doesn't take much to make this show successful because it right. wasn't crazy. So just no, keep it right. going. And I mean, at least with Peacemaker, they still have the thing with his dad. His dad is still in his mind. I think that can easily be its own, um, you know, uh, conflict to, to have to resolve. Yeah, the, in, in a list. the brother is not dead. The brother is going to come back. Oh, they could, you know, that would be a him. twist. That would be a twist. <laughs> I, yeah, if they do it well, I'm here for it. You know? Me too. Me too. Um, but that would be interesting because, you know, uh Peacemaker's past and his 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 vow to <laughs> kill any woman, man, or child <laughs> to to protect the peace. Which it comes to a you know, a, a conclusion when he's talking with um the the cop in the in the underground place. She gave him an ultimatum where peace will be obtained if we rule over you guys and we're probably going to kill a lot of people we're probably going to kill you know the men women and children but peace will be restored 
And for once, Peacemaker looks at that peace alternative compared to the Suicide Squad, which when he fought Rick Flag, and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not going that route." Because and then they would hurt his friends. They, they would end up hurting his friends. And I like that for Peacemaker. Oh God, Bo, little Bo on the yes. on the end of that. That was beautiful. Yes. I thought it was perfect. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for season one of uh, Peacemaker. Uh, you guys have any final thoughts on the series overall? What I know we talked a little bit about season two, but like, uh, what would you want from a season two? Do you want these characters reference? Where the hell was the rest of the Suicide Squad? Well, why Peacemaker? Why? You would think for a mission like this, they would want like Bloodsport or Deadshot or someone, but peace. Remember, those guys became heroes at the end of the first movie. It's possible that they were let go. I don't know if they were not. So, I don't know if they were let go, but you do raise a point that they yeah. were heroes. So maybe yeah. they were lenient with them on where they sent them after that. Well, uh, maybe that we'll see. Change. Maybe we'll see some of them pop up next season. That is true. Yeah. We you could. Know, friends in high places. Maybe the situation's too big. I know a guy. And they go talk Ooh. to the blood sport. Oh, yeah. Idris Elba back again. I think that'll be some right. good conflict again. Cause you know, they, the last well, they thought met, he killed them. They thought he killed them. <laughs> and he killed Rick Flagg still. He still Rick Flagg and Bloodsport were friends. Right. Right. There's a story there. about it. I'm thinking about it right now. If Idris Elba comes back, Peacemaker is most likely gonna have a rat in his pocket and just throw it at him and start beating him up. I already oh, that's right. He right was now. afraid of rats. Afraid yes. of rats, right? That's all he needs to do. And I could see him doing some clownery like this, just throw some rats at the dude, and be like gotcha. But yeah, I think I think if they even had a moment like that uh, when 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 he was talking with the dad in episode one yes. or two, he was like. <laughs> They were talking about someone being afraid of rats, and the dad was like laughing with them, and 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 uh, and he, the dad said like, "Well, well, what happened next?" And then <laughs> Peacemaker's like, well, "He shot me," <laughs> and that's how I ended up in the hospital. <laughs> Idiot! Oh man, great show, great show. But I'm excited for a season two. Season one was great. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, season one was great. I think it deserves the spot it has right now as the DCEU's top rated content. I think that says a lot. Sure does. <laughs> um, it really does. It really does. But that's how good it is. It was It was a really good show. Um, and so was the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad was um, a really good film. And, uh, but yeah, I would say that wraps up our thoughts on Peacemaker season one. This was our series overview of the Yonko table. Uh, hopefully with season two, we'll probably go to like, you know, an episode by episode review. Uh, but I feel like we covered most of what went on um, overall, like the themes, the characters, the writing, the comedy. Can't forget about the comedy of season one. Uh, but let us know what you guys think of season one of Peacemaker. Were you here for it from the beginning? Were you watching it weekly? Did you just binge it at the end? And what were your favorite moments? Do you uh, do you stand the intro? I think this is the one. Do you really, really want to taste that? 
what's going up, Moscow now? <laughs> like, it's, it's so... Okay, okay, wait, wait. Before we can... Yeah. Hold on, I'm sorry. The intro, we all watch shows, streaming services. The This intro was the one... Um, <laughs> This was the one intro I never skipped. I never skipped it. Yep, once. never skipped it. Never. Yeah. From one, two, three, four, five, all the way to eight. Not once. I... And once I saw episode eight, I was like, oh, man, this is the last time I'm going to see it, huh? Damn. But that's besides the point. They have to make a new intro for season two, right? Because some of the characters. Yes, new characters featured. Yes, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to us. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait. So I had to say that intro is great. We know the choreography. We know the dance moves. You Maybe you'll see it. I don't know. <laughs> but... Let us know what you all think of the intro, what you thought of the show, series, the conclusion, what you want out of a season two, and let us know your thoughts of um, the show in general. But um, be sure to follow us on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, at The Yonko Table. We're on all social media platforms. So give us a listen, give us a share, and give us a shout out if you enjoyed what we had to say. But with that, everyone... I am your Yonko host, Dr. Jace Attorney, fellow Yonko Grandmaster Hoop, and fellow Supernova Toasty. Signing off, guys, and take care.